This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Mindset Podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. Today, our special guest is Titus Dominguez, right? What's going on, man? That's it. <laughs> and I wanted to have him on the show today to kind of talk about his season. We had him on earlier when he was kind of on a real hot streak with a second place and then a first place. So I wanted to catch up with them once the season was over and all the tournament stuff was over with. So how's your how's your uh, morning going, I should say? This morning is going good, man. <laughs> I actually just woke up, put a, had some coffee on, so I'm good, man. Probably yeah. Chill out, relax today. So after we do this. Yeah, that's all that's good. Hey man, so last time I believe we caught up, you were at a hotel getting ready for your next tournament. Yes, I sir. You, you had just won. Yeah, I just won my first one at Banner, yeah. uh the tournament before. I think it had been a couple weeks. Yeah. And then I was going into my last couple tournaments and uh the championship, I think. Yeah. So yeah, my season took a turn. <laughs> uh, went down. I was on the I was on the hot streak of the heater, and that that wrapped up pretty quick. Uh, I think that tournament. Where was that at? Uh, I try to remember the lake. Um, I'm blanking on it right now, but uh, it, might, it might have been Wisconsin. Like I don't know. That doesn't sound right. But um, it was. Uh, I know it was in Wisconsin. It was a bigger lake, yeah. Wisconsin. But um, anyways, yeah. No, that tournament. I don't even know exactly. I think. 
I think I only caught two fish, two or three fish in that tournament. I, 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 the last three ones kind of run together because they were all they, they weren't great performances. They're all very similar, just tough outings. Um, I couldn't really find a bite. Uh, that one specifically, um, it was a bigger lake. Uh, there was a lot of wind those days, so I tried to hide up into the. There was a couple of uh, river arms um off that lake system and uh apparently that was the idea that everybody had so <laughs> we were all we were all pretty much uh back up in there i know fishing was tough for a lot of guys back in there it was good on pre-fishing day and then i believe the tournament day it, it kind of uh dried up for a lot of people and a lot of people had tough days but i know if you guys were able to get them on on them late there in that tournament and then uh, I don't remember if I had another tournament before then or after that in the championship or if I, it was just straight to the championship. No, you know, it was straight uh, to the yeah. championship. Yeah, that's what it was. And then the championship was uh, in lacrosse uh, for us this year. And um, I kind of, you know, it was just a big body of water and, and I wasn't really, had never been there before, kind of unfamiliar with the area. So I tried, to, I tried to narrow it down as much as I could. I found like a little 30-acre um, lake. That was kind of tucked away. Looked all weeded out. It was I got there the um, for pre-fishing, and you know I had gotten some blow-ups on on a frog, but nothing crazy. And then um, went back uh, the morning of tournament, and just had a few misses from pike, and that was it. And then that first day was a, a skunk out on uh, on a, the, the championship. Uh, but so that was rough and that kind of, yeah, that, that kind of set the tone about, you know, Hey, look, you're probably out of the mix for the championship, but you know, I, uh, our championship's a day, a two day event. So like, you know what, let's just come back, try to try to hit it hard day two. And I ended up getting a limit day two, uh, which was good. So it moved me up in the standings a little bit. Uh, you know, it kept me close that if a couple more roll downs, I could have made the crossroads uh, tournament, but yeah, with two rough performances, I kind of got knocked myself out of that. But I think the coolest thing from the championship was I actually uh, was like like the keep grinding thing, you know. I caught f- my five fish, you know, on day two, and I, I caught my last one at one fifty eight, and lines out was two o'clock. I'm like legitimate man. The last ten minutes of the tournament, I had four fish. I'm sitting on it, and I'm trying to like work my way back. I'm, I got the motor turned on, and I'm I'm kind of cruising. And I, and we found a chatterbait bite um, on day two, so I was just slinging the chatterbait going around uh, at about 150 i hooked the fish and I reel it in it's probably about 10 and 10 and a half inches 11 incher so you know pitch it back throw right back in literally the next cast another one hits same deal you know 11 inch fish just missed it and i'm thinking man i'm gonna have you know a chance to catch five fish here and, and just miss it by you know an inch and a half uh, but sure enough literally the, like the last cast i could have made man and landed the fish and took a picture of it down at the wire, I filled my limit, and I was like, "All right, you know, I ended on a high note. It was the closest thing to hitting a, a buzzer beater like Jordan that I could have come to. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been nicer if I had caught more fish uh, day one. It would have been oh, yeah. interesting, but you know, it was just it was a weird day, man, a weird trip. So, yeah, man. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of people who had trouble with lacrosse this year. Yeah, like well, the-, I, the water at least it was like up and down it had been down for a while when we went and then it rained and it was back up so it was doing some weird stuff yeah because there's a few people i talked to that uh fished it for great lakes kayak series and they said the same thing where they just struggled they if you if you're going for pike you got what you wanted but the bass were just not where they're supposed to be 
Yeah, and it was it was a, a real picky bite, and there was um so it was a probably about three or four of us that were all kind of staying together, um and you know had all had tough days uh, day yeah. one, so we were just kind of like we kind of gambled on this on this, uh, this area that I think Susie was the one that was like yeah this is a decent area we should we should check it out so we're like all right well I'll meet up there we'll you know laid back relaxed you know I, I don't think I even got on the water until after lines in and stuff and we were kind of taking it a little easier a little slower and um i don't I, I don't even think i caught fish until about nine ten o'clock and it was getting to the point where i was like man you know i gotta start catching something and we just kind of figured out that there was they were just kind of on motion bait moving bait something with a blade you know underspin stuff like that yeah and then that's when you know i, I tied on a chatterbait which is kind of one of my go-to baits and so being able to do that gave me a little confidence in you know what i was throwing and and kind of where i was throwing it and then i, I started getting hits I actually caught a pretty nice one. I think it was like a 17-incher, which was one of the bigger ones of the, um, at least in our group that was there that that we had caught. We were all catching like 14s and, and 15s, stuff like that. It wasn't anything crazy. But we were just, you know, try, trying to get a limit. But I happened to catch a nice one kind of tucked in this cove. And uh, I think we found, it was a real specific bite of, it was like a deep cut. Like it dropped to like six feet in this one little area right outside of like a mouth of a, a channel. And there was fish sitting in there, and that was kind of a good pattern. We could repeat up and down the river stretch. You know, we found any little deep pocket like that, that especially if it had a little current or a little, uh, you know, connection to it, they were there, and then that kind of helped us out. So nice. nice. All right. So next question is, what what do you think you improved on this year? Will be the first question, okay. and then and then after that, we'll go into what do you think you can do better? Do better the next year. I think for. Uh, what I improved on this year, I would just say like my focus on like what I bring to the tournaments with me, like the, the gear and stuff like that. Like I really narrowed down what I like to use. Um, I think in the past I maybe was bringing too much stuff or um, kind of overthinking what I wanted to throw and having, you know, 10 different presentations going and all this, like ready for anything. And now I kind of just, I know what I like to use in a tournament setting. I, or, you know, I have my confidence baits. I just kind of go with those and, um, you know, usually one of them is going to pop, whether it's, you know, a Texas rig chatterbait or, you know, whatever, you know, my two, my four or five things I really like to do, you know, I usually, I'm usually able to find something, but that was something I think I really improved on narrowing that down. And then, um, just being a little, um, a little more relaxed going into tournaments. And that's kind of, you always get nerves. I think, you know, just cause you're, it's a competitive thing. You want, you know, you want to have the excitement, see what's going yeah. on, but, I'm definitely, it's less of a, you know, like tension in the morning and I'm a little more relaxed, like a little more ready to go out fishing. And I think that helped a lot because kind of coming in nervous and, and overthinking stuff like that. I kind of put me in the back seat a lot of times. And and this year, even when I di- wasn't doing good, you know, I had two poor tournaments to end the year, you know, I had two good ones to start, but even those bad ones, you know, normally I would be huffing and puffing, getting off the water or, you know, mad, kind of beat myself up what I could have done. And, you know, this year I, I knew like, Hey, I did what I could. The fish either just weren't there. or I wasn't in the right spot or throwing the right thing. And, you know, it's a lot easier to, to kind of do that when you've won a couple of tournaments and, and you know, that, <laughs> you know, you can do it, but uh, you know, that was definitely something I, I improved on my attitude overall. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That's good. And then, uh, what do you say? The thing I could do better. Ooh. Uh, yeah. You know, I think maybe, Maybe like research probably is probably what I can work on more. I know like for lacrosse, that one specifically, I had really been uh, – it's such a big 
a big area and I wanted just to narrow it down, man. And I narrowed it down, but I think I narrowed it down too much. And I kind of put all my eggs in this one basket of like, all right, if this little spot is on, I'm going to have it all to myself and it's going to be great. And it was funny because I actually um, met up with, I think there's three or four guys there from our club. So uh, we all kind of had the same idea when we were talking afterward. We we're like, yeah, that was the idea. <laughs> so, but I, I think if I had looked at it a little bit more, I could have found a couple of spots. Like I think, um, Alan, who I we, we, uh, was staying with, he had found like this one spot off a off a, a drain pipe or something that he went and got his limit both days, just like quickly in the morning. And that was something I was thinking about. I was like, oh, you know, something like that where you can find a couple of areas you can try and then jump around to spots at, you know, that, that could help you out. Because I saw that, you know, he was able to, to get a couple of fish to get them started and then go and try to, you know, fill a limit somewhere else or something like that. So I think just general research probably – a little more time study on that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I normally try to pick a few different spots. It, uh, it also depends on how, how many days do we have to pre-fish. Yeah. You know, sometimes we only got one day to pre-fish and we're trying to hit everything at once. Yeah, and that was <laughs> with lacrosse. I mean, we, like I think we, we talked, it was like 60 miles or something or 80 yeah. miles of river. And it was like, yeah, man, there's no way I can see all of it. There's no way I can, you know, try, you know, three different styles. I have to kind of just pick pick something and go and I, so i was like all right let me narrow it down and you know i think uh we we're fishing uh is it oh, it's not oconomo walk that's the another wisconsin lake but there's that one um big lake on, on uh lacrosse that is pretty popular and, and people have done good at so i went and checked that out and you know the fish just weren't there and that was it so it was like if you have that plan you go and they're just not there what are you gonna do man yeah that's true that's true. Yeah, man. Because I know last time we talked, you were, when you were getting prepared, and then I talked to you after the tournament, you're like, man, it didn't go as good as I yeah. thought it was going to. It didn't, because I, well, and the other thing, you know, maybe the pre-fishing thing, that was so, when I was talking to you before, uh, you know, I had just won, I had had some good pre-fishing where, like, I only had a couple of bites, but that gave me enough to figure it out on tournament day. So this is probably something else I can improve on too, is that, so then I was kind of really relying on that, my next two tournaments. So I had gotten a couple of bites at that next Lake, but it really wasn't as much as it wasn't as good as I thought it was, but because of my past, you know, like the past success, I was kind of like, Oh, okay. If I only have two, three bites here, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. You know what I mean? And I think I was relying on that too much instead of, really trying to explore some different bites or kind of figuring out like, Hey, are they really here? Or am I just kind of getting one or two random bites? And especially with the cross, that was kind of what bit me. Uh, Cause I had a couple of frog bites in the morning at my first spot and I just left. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to leave it alone. I'm not going to wear these guys out, but you know, they had missed the frog and um, I hadn't seen them. I didn't know what kind of fish they were, but I was like, you know, this is enough. I'll come here. I should be able to get three or four fish, maybe, maybe a limit and then be able to, to leave. And when I got to the second day, you know, one came clean out of the water and it was a pike. And that's when I knew I was kind of like, oh, th- these were pike yesterday. They were missing yesterday and they're not even close today. And, you know, I was talking to uh, Brian Butters afterward and he was like, yeah, you know, I'd, I had had frog bites in there, but it wasn't enough for me to come back. And he didn't come back. He went somewhere else and tried something something different. But, you know, he kind of understood that bite better. I'm not, a, you know, I wasn't a super strong frog fisherman. So I was thinking, all right, I had a couple of blow ups. I can come back and grind these out. 
and that wasn't the case. And I think that was something maybe I was, you know, a little too reliant on, um, on what I could do tournament day versus actually learning on, on pre-fishing day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had a couple of those too, man. And then I've also had days where I didn't catch anything in pre-fishing and I figured it out during the, <laughs> during yeah. the tournament. <laughs> so it can always go back and forth. It's just about, like you said, keeping it positive and just kind of grinding it out sometimes. Man, yeah. Because a lot of those tournaments you grind it out, there's very few days where you got to figure it out the morning of. And yeah. you're just out there catching giants. <laughs> that's where we're always hoping for man if it works out like, oh, this is great yeah that's that's few and far between yeah man especially with us being in the kayak not being able to just motor down and get to a different spot and that was the big thing about lacrosse is that if i wanted to move i had to pack up and move you know yeah so i think day one of the tournament i planned to move so i literally and the, the spot i had gotten bit was um it was real close to the launch and i'm like all right you know what i'm not i didn't even put my motor on i literally just grabbed my frog rod and like one other rod um my seat and my fish finder and i only think i put my fish finder on. i think i just you know went out there because i had spots marked on my phone i knew where i was going to hit those spots for i think it was there maybe an hour but i could tell you know like they weren't there uh they weren't blowing up as they were the first day uh the blow-ups i got were pike or or misses by about a foot you know so I knew pretty quickly that wasn't going to be a good spot. So then I, you know, my plan was to catch a couple of fish and then move, but uh, you know, I had to just quickly pack up and move. And then I went back to uh, that, that bigger Lake. And that was just, that was just a, a tough day, man. There was nothing, there was no wind. There was, it was high skies, um, you know, weird water levels, uh, you know, nothing was, was hitting at all. I don't even think I got, I think I, I think I got two bites the rest of the day at that other Lake. And that was a tough thing. You know, like when I couldn't, when I wasn't getting bit and that's, I rely a lot on getting bit to kind of put together my pattern. Like, even if I'm not catching fish, like as long as I'm getting like taps or something, I can, I can kind of give me idea where they're at and all that stuff. But, uh, so when I wasn't getting bit at all, I didn't know what to throw. And I was just kind of, you know, scrambling, man. And it wasn't, it wasn't working out. Yeah. That's when you start, you start really getting into your head. I had those Mm -hmm. days (laughs) and, yeah, it was just like, cause, and that's maybe something I want to improve on. I was thinking about that too, of like when I'm struggling, I got to find a better way to get, you know, like a, a decide when to grind with a bait and when to kind of change. And I think that was something that yeah. I got stuck on this year because I was, you know, I had had those, those good days where I, you know, I used one or two baits and I was able just to grind them out. Um, I was kind of convinced that like, you know, in terms of, like, you know what, man, just keep going. You're going to, you're going to figure it out. And when everything, all the signs were telling me it wasn't, you know, it wasn't going to work like that was, you know, I wasn't getting bit. And that was the thing I was grinding out with those baits earlier in the year, but the signs were telling me to keep grinding out. You know, I was, I was yeah. getting bit or I was catching fish and, you know, I wasn't reading it right. And I was kind of a little too uh, reliant on some of my go-to stuff. Sometimes and it's not that like I wanted to branch away from my go-to stuff, but that I should have tried something else and that was because i would you know get back to the ramp you hear kind of what people caught on it wasn't anything really different than what i would would do i just something i didn't try or something a place on the water i didn't look and you know the 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history designed by john browning the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the u.s military from 1911 to 1985 while colt produced the original 
Almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Yeah. You're always learning, man. <laughs> oh, absolutely. This game doesn't stop, dude. Oh, man. And it, it's so hard because he, he like, and it's funny because you know I I had one you know a couple of tournaments and then then when I had my losses you know I got guys at work or whatever like well what happened I'm like dude hey it's fishing man like you know you you could be on top of the world one day and you know can't figure like, anything out the next. It's literally the only sport where you know you're chasing a living creature. The playbook doesn't matter really. Yeah, you yeah, know? you can't just try harder. That's the you know what I mean. You really can't. Yes. But uh, other than that, what else I had going on? I had a, uh, I had a pretty good day on the river though. Uh, just for fun fishing. Uh, I think right after the the championship or maybe before. That was a blast. Yeah, so, yeah, my best day on the DuPage. Caught a slam a oh, bunch of smallies. Nice, nice, nice. Kind of get that anger out from the tournament. Yeah, that was yeah. it. That was my fr- <laughs> That's where I go, man. When I get frustrated with the tournaments, I go, get me as far away from largemouth as I can and let me get out of the, the tiny little stream and just catch smallies. Yeah. And usually that, uh, uh, I don't blame you there, man. That's like a nice little secret spot. Like a lot of the stuff I, 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 out here by us doesn't get talked about. No, not the rivers. Not, not at all, man. Like uh, the rivers are sneaky good out here. Oh, so. yeah. I, they're a pain to fish because you know you gotta like shut all so there's not a lot of put-ins and you know uh, kind of public access and stuff sometimes it's also a good thing though at times uh-huh. and it keeps a lot of people off the water yeah well a lot of times when i'm out there i'm i'm kind of wading or in the kayak or something and you know like a bunch of recreational kayakers will come by and they'll ask yeah. me oh are there fish here i'm like yeah man Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that all too well, man. Especially on that river. Yeah, you'll see fun. more kayakers than fishermen on on there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I I know all about the wading, the kayak from this past. I think I went out Wednesday. Oh, nice. It was a. I mean, we needed the rain because it was a nightmare, man. You're waiting. <laughs> I was pulling the kayak more than I was fishing. Oh yeah, and, and floating down the river. Dude. I believe it. <laughs> but, That's why I've been waiting so much this year. Like, yeah, I've been trying to get the kayak out, and then I'm like, I'll check the the flow rates on you know on online, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be in my up to my knees barely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been like that all over the place, especially in Illinois. Yeah, man. There's a lot of places that should be good that are haven't been good, just due to the uh, water being really low. Yeah, now I know that was a tough situation for some of our last couple of events because we were it was lower water than we expected, or you know, or or had just rained or something. So that was the case at Lacrosse where it had just rained, which we thought was going to be good, but it kind of, you know, we didn't know what it did to the fish. You know, nobody really it, it had, people had a hard time figuring it out. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm going to experience that today. <laughs> Get on it, man. Let's see here. Get out on the Fox. <laughs> well, we just had the big rain the last two days. It's yeah. been, it rained, so we needed it, but how dirty is that water now? You know, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, especially with the fox and stuff, it it dirties up quick. So, yeah. I usually like a you know a day or two after. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get on the the river at the right time uh, the next couple of weeks, but I wanted to get on that that October bite, late bite. It's out there, man. It's I'm seeing there. it. All right, yeah, that's what I, I know. I haven't been out. <laughs> I'm seeing people put up some pretty nice smallmouth, man. They're putting up smallmouth, and I'm out here chasing musky. Hey, there you go, man. You get one of those though. That'll that'll look real nice on a on a post. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. It's kind of like that mental game though. Like I've been trying to get this musky for five years on a fly rod. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Have, have you caught a musky before? Or, uh, I've caught musky on gear. It just I want to get on the fly. I want to get it on the fly rod, and it's been, it's been that five year grind. Dude, that's gonna be insane. Dude. When it happens, if it happens, we got a whole show planned out for it too. Oh, nice! Already, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. Uh, I mean, the spot you're talking about going to—that's a good spot. So I know, oh, I know, you know, I know there's there's musky there. I've seen them caught there. So hopefully, you can get on them. I know that that was—I yeah. I caught my first one last year, randomly, actually at um, uh, Patterson. Yeah, yeah, on a frog. So that was—it was really weird. I didn't know they were in there, and then. I was like, I texted my friends because I was, I thought it was a pike when I brought it in. I never, you know, I never caught a muskie. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really fish for them all that much. Um, and then uh, so I sent some pictures to my buddies and they're like, yeah, dude, that's a muskie. Like, oh, sweet. Yeah. I can <laughs> knock that one off the list. Yeah. I told Brian, this is like, this is my deer hunting. This is once, deer hunting. <laughs> once, <laughs> once tournament season's over and we get that first, first wave of like fall weather. Yeah. That's all I think about is, all right, it's musky time. Nice. So yeah. you kind of you kind of do what I do with a smallmouth. As soon as the tournament yeah. season's over, and I get, you said it, you get that cool, those crisp mornings and stuff. That is like my my signal to get my waders on and and uh, my lightweight my my light rod. Yeah. Just go for smallies. Yeah. Yeah. But, so is it kind of like a a breakdown for you then at the end of the year? You just kind of like to you know not have to think about different stuff or you kind of just want like the trophy hunting aspect of it for me it's just i i know i probably would do musky all year long but i know once that water hits 75 degrees it's kind of unhealthy for them to be caught oh okay they'll swim away when you catch them but they probably won't survive the rest of the day oh wow yeah yeah i didn't really think about that yeah (laughs) (laughs) so if you want to be a part of any musky groups, don't catch them. They're real big on that. All right, don't be catching these things. Yeah. yeah well, I, they're such cool fish, you know? Yeah. It's kind of that freshwater, you know, apex, top of yeah. the food chain. More of the allure of the fish than it is the fight. Oh, okay. At least that's what I've been told. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen I've seen some pretty good fights with them, you know. Yeah, but a lot of them are are using these like big broomstick rods, oh, okay. so you kind of miss out on a lot of that fight. You know, and then, now that I'm thinking about it, the guys that I've seen the fights of, they catch them on bass gear, like on accident. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> then yeah, then you're fighting them out. Okay. 
Yeah, because I got, I think I got one musky rod and it's like a broomstick, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's eight foot long, dude. Oh, using, using kind of like, you put on that. It's like that ambassador reel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just that big old. Yep. He's <laughs> a piano wire or something, man. <laughs> You're throwing baits that are three ounces. Yeah. It's way easier on the fly rod to throw a fly out there than <laughs> yeah, some the three ounce. Yeah. You should use like uh, big streamers for the flies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I tie all my own. Oh, man. Dude, nice. So. And you need to, man, because even on the on the musky side of fly fishing, they still want like twenty, thirty dollars for just one of them. Oh wow! So, so it, mega bass prices. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. But I mean, guys, you know, guys pay for it, man. Yeah, I believe it. So, you can't buy them yourself. You know, you gotta, dude. You gotta get them somewhere. I mean, we pay twenty five dollars for a jerk bait, and these guys. <laughs> Pay fifty dollars for something that just you know, for an inline spinner. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I've seen those big, uh, those big top water baits and stuff. They use. Oh yeah, and... yeah. I've never bought one of those. Uh-uh. They're out of my price range, man. <laughs> I know. I tried it a couple of times, and yeah, I just went. And I was like, I saw the price of the lures. I was like, oh, this is this is pricey. I think I just bought, like you said, just a, like a ten dollar, fifteen dollar, you know double inline spin yeah. like, well we'll see we'll try that yeah i think i lost it immediately <laughs> he got yeah that's, that's the problem with them fish man that's yeah. why you stick and for for the amount of time that you catch them versus the amount of money you spend yeah. <laughs> just stick to bass fishing man <laughs> like <laughs> that's usually my, that's usually my thing, bass <laughs> And I could go out, eat, you know, not stress about the day, just throw a frog or something, catch a bunch of bass. Yeah. And then the second I start talking about musky, it's like I can't sleep that night, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> you die hard so, for it. Oh, yeah. That's Dude. cool, man. But, yeah, man. So going into next year, what, what are you, uh, are you changing anything up as far as like boat or anything? Or are you just kind of? Um, I don't think I'm uh, gonna change up uh, my my boat too much. I, I've had so what I really want to do, man, and this is um, what I'm hoping to do next year. We'll see what happens. <sighs> I've I've talked. I talk about this every season, and yeah. all my buddies know this. I've wanted to just get back to really fishing rivers a lot, and um, it's something I love doing. I'm still kind of working out like the shuttling aspect of it. It's tough because you know, like my times I can go, usually can't go with people or something like, or stuff like that. So it's not. Uh, that kind of situation, but I gotta, you know, hey, if you're out there listening, you like, you need somebody to fish rivers with you, hit me up. But uh, I, I, yeah, <laughs> hey, just hit me up, man. <laughs> so I want to do, um, you know, I want to, I really want to do more, more river fishing. I got my gear, uh, rods and reels dialed in exactly. Like my lineup is perfect, exactly how how I like it. Um, actually, like they're sitting right, right there, and they're real nice uh, setup. So I got it all down, um, so I can fish lakes and rivers pretty you know easily depending on what i want to do uh, but i want to take some time fish a lot of rivers and then i'll probably i'll probably dial back the tournaments a little bit um next year i, I know for me uh at least the last couple seasons kbl is the only series that i end up fishing uh which will probably be the case this year uh kbl again mm-hmm. only um but i may i may or may not do all the tournaments that was something i've kind of 
debated doing um, in the past, but uh, this year I might, I might just do the ones that I really like want to go to. Cause that was the other issue with the lakes that I didn't do great at. Um, they were lakes that either I wasn't super familiar with and didn't have a lot of time to get to or lakes that I knew really weren't my style and were going to be tough. So um, that's something I want to do. I just kind of concentrate on lakes that I know I like um, that give me a good chance to, you know, get in the money or, or, you know, at least have a good trip. And then um, for the most part, just kind of spend my free time exploring the DuPage and the Fox river out here and, and really, uh, really getting those in. Yeah, man. I mean, that's kind of like same thing with me. I'm really liking the rivers more than anything. It gives you a ton of different aspect. Mm-hmm. At any given stretch is like a whole new body of water. Yeah, and that's what and, I like about it. That, that's what I'm learning right now about it being on it way more than I've ever been on it. Man, and just exploring different areas through different dams. Yeah, and I like I, I like the fishing on rivers better. I feel like it's a little um I think it's a little easier in my opinion because I, I think it like is. it's yeah, it's like it's a, a things are more obvious, you know what I mean? The structure's more obvious instead of like a big flat lake where you're like, all right, I don't know what I you know what's underneath here. Yeah. I think it's a lot easier to, to find the depth and everything, and that seems to be more my style. I feel like I catch a lot more fish and have better days out there. And uh, I like the kind of the variety of fish. You know, you, you might catch, you know, a smallie, a, a large mouth. You might catch a pike or a muskie or, you know, a flathead or something. So it's kind of fun and interesting to me. Yeah, I, I know. Definitely. I don't know. It's probably too late this year. Next year, I really want to try to get a flathead. Yeah, that was one like thing. I it's, it's on my list. It's a flathead. Yeah. Especially with seeing, I did I, right before we got on here, I seen a guy catch a 30 pound one. Oh. And that on the Ned rig with eight pound test. Oh, dude. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a wild. They could be fighting that guy a lot, long time. Dude. I think I had a I I don't think it was a flat, but I had a real nice uh, cat take a um, a Ned rig last year. Yeah, because I I was bouncing a Ned rig, just got s- smacked by something. I felt the pull, and it was I was like, if it was a bass, it was like my PB Smalley. And but then I, I kind of saw the tail and it was it was a little forked. I think it, it looked a lot like a cat. And I'm like, if it was a cat, that was a nice cat. That would have been fun to catch, but it broke me off. So yeah, I had some earlier this when I was practicing for the Fox River event. Um, I had one bend a hook out. I don't know exactly what it was. It couldn't have been a smallie because I was catching smallmouth on that thing all day. Yeah, and the hook didn't bend, and some just grabbed it. And just took off, Ooh, straightened it out. <laughs> and I, I had him on for like two, three seconds, and then it just popped out. Yeah. And I look at the hook; the hook was like almost straight. Wow! Yeah, that I mean, that would have to be a cat. I mean, small smallies can do it depending on what Ned rig you have. When I use the yeah. um, just the basic Ned rigs, they'll bend them out occasionally. But yeah, that's always the worst when you don't see it. Because yeah, like, damn it, it had to be like a cat or a cart. It had to be yeah. one of them. Because it kind of dove for the bottom. Smallmouth really won't dive for the bottom. Yeah, they just do that straight up. Yep. Yep. That's the worst. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I still wish I would have caught that one just to see kind of what it was. But we always get those. (laughs) My thing is, like, just let me see it. You know what I mean? Even if if it comes off, if I know it was a cat, I'm like, okay, I can relax. But then at the same time, I was fishing with Brian on his lake. And oh, yeah. I, ca- I catch a pike on six uh six pound test in the drop shot. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, 
Why you able to get that thing in, man? Yeah, I was too. And the you know that thing has teeth and everything yeah, else, one... and I didn't know. Angle. I didn't know what it was till I had it in the net. I'm like, this isn't fighting like a bass, but yeah. Man, that, uh, he's like, oh yeah, that happens all the time here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the pike they 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 pull differently and stuff. And that, I've yeah. I've gotten better now about knowing. I can tell kind of when I have different fish. I I'm pretty familiar when a smallmouth hits. Like I I can say the way they run, the way they jump, especially like on a river. Like when I'm fishing and. Um, Sometimes I'll feel that change in the fight, and I'll be like, "Oh, this is this is weird. This is," a, and then it's usually a, a large mouth. Yeah, but those small mouth, you know, man, or the same thing with like the pike. Sometimes they just run differently or pull differently. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, dude. Uh, so we covered pretty much everything I wanted to cover with you. I just wanted to catch up with you. Yeah, I know, man. I know the last time we had kind of spotty service and everything, and yeah, it's good to so, get back on with you. Yeah. For sure. And I'm sure we're going to do this more often, you know, have you on. Yeah, that sounds good to me, man. Especially yeah. um, in the off season. I got nothing else going on. So, you know, I love talking oh, yeah. fishing. So he's like, hey, man, come on out. Absolutely. For, yeah. for the next season. And hey, maybe if we get out on the river. Uh, oh, we, 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 yeah. I'm available uh, right. pretty much every day, man. Okay. Well, you yeah. know what? Uh, <laughs> This this next week I'm 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 kind of got some stuff going on, but uh, the week after I'm I'm at home I'm on vacation, but just at the house. So maybe if I get a day to sneak out, you know, I'll hit you up. So yeah, for sure, dude. Let's I'm always, there. especially for the river, I'm always yeah. available. All right, it's good to know, man. man. I'm always looking for people. Like, hey, come on, let's go. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, not a problem, man. Thanks and for yep. Other than that, everyone have a good week, and uh, see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting. Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.